on our mission for this year. Um, it's very humbling how God has used the church. And the blessings that he has blessed us with over the years. Last year, um, we packed a lot of boxes and we thought we was just doing top, the best we could do. Um, I looked back on the photographs yesterday and was counting up the boxes. I counted over 260 boxes from last year, and then we had more boxes that we filled, and we just cut the number off last year at 300, and we was just tickled to be able to carry 300 egg boxes 
to Kentucky. This year, God has blessed. We have over 600 boxes. Over 600 boxes. We didn't do that, y'all. We didn't do that. God did it. He provided. We didn't advertise. He just sent it. Um, we was also able to take out medical supplies and send and start another ministry, not start, a, a, help out another ministry that's new to us in Old Mexico. Um, we got the supplies together and contacted Brother Joe Young in Mississippi, and he, is in, he and his wife have ministered there for years, and this year was their last year. They retired. But he has trained a mission team, and the ministry will continue, so I hope that we will also be able to uh, support this ministry as well. So we have took on a new ministry this year, and I am proud. Um, Clay, can you show us a few clips? I'm going to ask Brother Jeff, because he and Miss Bridget uh, went and met Brother Joe and uh, gave the items to them. Oh, wait a minute. Can you show the Mexico? Yeah, Mexico. These, these were the, the supplies that we loaded up to take and, and give to Brother Joe. Um, we, we met him in Brookhaven. I forget exactly where he was coming from, but he was coming down 55, and so we wanted to make his, um, his stop, and we didn't want to get him very far off his track because he was heading all the way down to Mexico. So we loaded up his truck. My truck was full on the outside, but he already had a parcel load when he got to Brookhaven. So we loaded him up with just as much as he could tote uh, in the back. And then he says, you know, start stuffing stuff in the, in behind the cab, behind where he was. His wife was sitting in the, the vehicle also, and she was holding things in her lap, had stuffed things under her feet. You can see how crowded it was. He said he was just tickled to death to be able to get the items that we were able to take with them or to send with them. But they, uh, they did, they, they, um, I forget, how many times do, do they go or, or did they go a year? At least twice a year, he said. And they had been doing that for several, several years. So they were, uh, they were the ministry had already been established and all the items that we were sending with them could be greatly used down there. They said anything down there was a blessing because there's so many people that you know, didn't have medical supplies. The, the ones that, who were in the medical profession were, uh, they just didn't have anything to give the folks. They, they did the best they can with what they have, but um, all of these items were, were uh, very well received and, and I'm sure they were used uh, for the Lord's glory. Thank you, The Lord also allowed us to be in the right place at the right time when the flood hit Kentucky. Uh, this year, and Wellman um, gathered up cleaning supplies and brooms and mops. Um, a member of the church had given me some cash and told me to go get supplies, and, and so we got in our vehicle and went to Columbia and uh, got cleaning supplies, and while we were in the store, um, 
we was uh, inquiring if they had any more items in the back, and there was a lady that overheard us. And Clay, if you will, can you bring up the Sandy Hook van? Uh, this lady overheard us talking, and she come and began to talk with us and tell us who she was. And before we left the store, she had put us on speakerphone with, uh, yeah, Sandy Hook, come and brought a van load of clothing and blankets and coats to send to Kentucky. Um, can you do the Foxworth now? Christy, Foxworth. And she put us on speakerphone with the pastor at Foxworth Baptist Church and they had given a church-wide garage sale and they had a lot of items left over and they didn't know what to do with it. So, do you have the picture of the, when we went to pick those items up? Okay. Mr. Rusty Williams uh, was available that day to drive his truck and go down there and help us get these supplies. And we filled up the, uh, church van, church trailer, trailer van, van trailer, whatever. And uh, we filled it up and then we filled Rusty's truck up. So um, Vicki and Elizabeth and me and Rusty, and this is the pastor's wife on the other side. And we went down there to Foxworth and uh, can I tell you there was not a solid moment in that truck cab. Not a solid moment. It was constant. But we had great fellowship. It was uh, great to encourage one another as Christians in the Lord. And uh, we just had fun doing so. Um, <laughs> uh, he was a blessing. Uh, but anyway, um, that's all, no. What you got next? Miss Dixine? Okay, this is our lovely, wonderful, sweetheart lady, Miss Bobby's sister. Uh, there was a year when we was hunting boxes. There was several years we was hunting boxes. Miss Bobby stumbled up on the uh, place where we can get boxes, and her sister has kindly took the ministry over and she has done a wonderful box ministry. And as you see, her shed was filled with boxes. So Brother Ron and Nook and I went over and uh, Ron loaded his truck up, loaded it up and had to tie them down uh, to get them. And we appreciate all the help and it's just a blessing. And it is a blessing to work together and to love the Lord together and encourage each other. And we are having a lot of fun and I want to invite y'all to join in with us because this needs to be a church-wide thing, not just a handful of people, but a church-wide. And I am so excited that we're gonna all get to tote a box and put on that truck tonight because that is hands-on ministry and I love that kind of ministry. I, I don't like the kind that you don't see the results you don't know what's going with what you donate, but this is hands-on ministry, and God is blessing. Uh, we're going to show, let's see, oh, Miss Bobby. 
Miss Bobby was out for a while and couldn't come help us pack, and, and the, this is the day she came back, and we were some happy people when she come back. Um, <laughs> as you can see, we just have a lot of fun. And um, now we're going to uh, do a clip on the shoe boxes. We're gonna transfer and go over to the shoe boxes. And I'm gonna hush talking. I am gonna say before he, before. Do we have that one? All right. um, we have a video of Brother Frank Peters. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we're gonna play that. Uh, while we were up there delivering the, the cleaning goods, a television crew came around and videoed Brother Frank. Um, we, uh, because he's the mission director out there, they videoed him, so he was telling about the ministry. So we're gonna play that real quick. This home off Kentucky 1482 is a buzz of activity Friday, some three weeks after water flooded it and dozens of others in the Oneida community of Clay County. We can't do what we do without the donations and stuff that we get from all the other churches. Peters and volunteers from Mississippi and Tennessee are restoring a woman's home. Everything inside had to be carried out, all the drywall and insulation removed. Now it's being rebuilt. We try to follow the Lord and what we do, and he puts everything together, and we just try to uh, be a servant. And, of course, you can see how shallow the creek is now, but the morning of the flood, it rose, came all the way up through here and filled the house with about two feet of water, destroying everything inside. In fact, everything they could save from the house now safely underneath that carport. Some people are seeing their lives and homes come back together, but not everyone. We have folks right now that are still just waiting. And uh, sometimes we're uh, stretched very thin. Relief organizations need more volunteers to come and help out. That's the same all over Eastern Kentucky. Sometimes access is not an option. But we still yet have folks that are unable to get out with their vehicles and stuff, tiles washed out and different things. But volunteers are making sure the jobs get done, with many simply using time off or vacations to help others. In Clay County, Phil Pendleton, WKYT. I'm excited about our shoe boxes as well. Uh, I love this ministry because I'm not able to go in the other countries and, and share and share the love of Christ. But by packing the shoe box, I can. I love the fact that this little box, this shoe box has the gospel in it. These children go through training and they are able to take this home to their household, to their parents, to their siblings. So we never know what one little shoebox can do. If we didn't do anything but pack one and pray over it, God could do wonders with it and we'll do wonders with it. But we have worked and uh, tried to get enough of supplies to pack a thousand this year. So I want to invite every one of y'all to come back 
bring you friends. Let's just get together and do God's work and, and, and have fun doing it. Because these little children need to hear God's love. And a lot of them has never known his love. Thank you. Let the little children come to me. Don't forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Operation Christmas Child is a way for the little children to come to Almighty God. That is the best gift of all, is becoming part of God's family. The mission of Operation Christmas Child never changes. Children are coming to Jesus, children are being discipled, and children are taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. These children are brave and bold, not afraid, and they're not ashamed of the gospel. They're trained and equipped to go out and share their faith with others. And many times in areas where it's an unreached people group, the Bible tells us the time is now. Let them come, Jesus said, let them come. And they're coming. They're coming by the millions. Every single box represents the life of a young boy, a young girl, who will be touched by the gospel. Jesus has come to give them light, that they do not need to be in the darkness, that they have hope, that they have joy. And it is our prayer that this glorious light of the gospel will flow among the nations and will fill our land with the knowledge of the glory of God. The Lord God Almighty desires to fulfill His redemptive plan for mankind in and through each of us and all of us. All of us are children of God. We share this incredible opportunity to take the gospel truly to the ends of the earth by gathering children to Jesus. I believe this year for Operation Christmas Child, this may be the most important year, most important opportunity that we'll ever have to reach children in the name of Jesus Christ. Pray that God will use these shoebox gifts to make a difference in the children's life for eternity. you're not familiar with the shoe boxes it kind of gives you an idea of how you can get involved how to pack a shoe box it's in the back you can pick one up when you go out we're all familiar with the passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 28 where Jesus commissions his disciples and tells them to go he says all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I command you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let me ask you this morning, what is your salvation worth? We were having a discussion uh, uh, sitting in here before 
Sunday school this morning, we're talking about the LASIK eye surgery. And uh, the question was posed, if you could, uh, if you could pay a certain amount of money and, and not, never, never need glasses or not need glasses now, would it be worth the investment? And there were some that said yes. Um, I was asked, uh, you want to go get LASIK surgery? I, I might need it. I hadn't considered it. But what would it be worth to have good eyesight? What is the worth of your eternal soul? Is it worth your lifetime pay, salary, a year's salary, maybe? Think about this for a moment. The postage on one box, one OCC box is $9. Would you pay $9? Would you give somebody $9 if you knew that they were going to get a gospel presentation and have the opportunity to be saved? I think it would be worth it. I think that it's a, a, the responsibility of, of we who are able to, to invest in that way. It's our way of going. Just like Miss Debbie said, we can't, not all of us are able to, to go to another country and preach the gospel or teach the gospel or to spread the love of God elsewhere. But there are those who are equipped to do that and we have the opportunity to fund them, to help them, to send things. I believe with all my heart that to not do so would be a failing on the church's part. If we don't send, imagine this for a moment. Our bank account looks really good. And I'm bragging on y'all because y'all are faithful givers. And we're doing our very best to make sure that we're good stewards of God's money given by you to the church. But if we do not spend this money on mission efforts, are we doing what God wants us to do? I mentioned to a pastor last year after we um, collected 965 boxes, something? 814, okay, 814 boxes. And the, one of the questions that came up in the process of talking about that was, don't they charge... Shipping on that? And I said, sure they do. Who pays that? We do. Wow. Nine dollars times 816. But it's a bargain. What a blessing. If we don't do that, are we doing what the Lord Jesus called us to do? If we have it, and we're able, we must send it. Praise God that we have the opportunity to do this. We have ladies who have devoted all year long to seeking out specials and sales and that sort of thing of all of the items that we like to send in these shoeboxes. They purchase them. They have it ready so that whenever we come together, we, all we've got to do is walk by the table, grab something, put it in a box. 
and then walk over there, close it up, write on it, whatever, all those things that we need to do. But we get to be a part of the presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ to someone who may never have heard it before and may not ever have an opportunity again. For $9. Think about that for a moment. What, what little bit we put in the boxes. Now, it's not anything lavish. There's tablets and pencils and pens and combs and brushes and, and uh, washcloths and soap. and we, we just try to pack as many essential items in there as we can. But when it gets where it's going... Hopefully, we're able to put a toy or something in there suited for a child's age and gender. And they receive all of those things as a gift. You know, they could hear, well, it's from Wellman Baptist Church over in the United States of America. They could hear all of that, but it doesn't make any difference because they don't know us. They don't know about us. But what they do get to hear was God appointed this box for you because He loves you. Because He loves you and He loves somebody else, somebody else provided His love for you for $9 a box. I'm amazed at what God does. I'm amazed that we, our church goal is 1,000 boxes this year. Y'all look around. There's about 75 people here. <laughs> How many boxes is that per person? Isn't that great? Isn't it great that God can take whoever is willing to invest a little bit of time and a little bit of money to send His Word across the globe to save some children? And we get to be a part of it. And not only that, there's some folks in Mexico. One of them has a walker. I think there was a wheelchair. There's some other medical items that were needed. They were ministered to in the name of the Lord by the couple that we sent down there, or we, we helped to, to go down there. The items that we sent... This church was able to minister to them the love of God because God called us to love them and He made a way for us to be able to minister to them. For us not to do it would have been wrong. It would have been sin for us. We had the opportunity. God laid it before us. Praise God that we met that need as best we could with what we had. And tonight, we've rented a 26-foot U-Haul truck. If you hadn't seen the size of this thing, go, go look behind the gym. It's big. But you know what? Tonight, about 6 o'clock, it's going to be full of egg boxes, full of clothes and all sorts of items that Miss Debbie and her team and all those who have been able to help They've taken clothes and, and items that were donated all throughout the year and they've put them in those boxes and sealed them up, wrote on it what it was, so that tonight we get to come and load this truck and take it to Kentucky and have folks come by that may not have a coat 
this winter or a blanket or a pair of socks and shoes that will keep them warm, we get to go up there and help Brother Frank in the ministry that he has created, the ministry that he works in full time, we get to go up and be a blessing to him and to those who have the needs. And for us not to do that would be sin on our part. What we have is an opportunity to serve Almighty God through these ways. <laughs> right here in Bogachitta, Mississippi. I, I hate to say Bogachitta. Enterprise, Mississippi. You know, you know where we're at. Right out here in the middle of the country where nobody would think that we have the means or have the opportunity to serve someone in Kentucky or in Mexico or across the globe, and yet, we do. You know why? Because of your faithfulness. Because when God opens a door, you're willing to step through it. When God gives an opportunity, you see it as that and not a burden. You see it as an opportunity to join in with what God's doing and you participate. And let me tell you, church, I've told you this before, it ain't always that way in Southern Baptist churches. It ain't always that way. This way, that way, down the road, across the county. There's a lot of places. And I talked to Brother Burt last week and he says, you know, he, he supplies in other churches that maybe don't have pastors and that sort of thing. And he says, they're happy just to come to church on Sunday. And that's all they want. That's not what the church is for. That's not the church's purpose. Yes, we do gather and worship, but if that's all we do, then we've missed our, work, our purpose altogether. We are to be going. We are to be discipling. We are to be reaching. How do we do that? Every chance that God gives us to make a difference somewhere else, we join in. I can't go to Mexico. I think my visa's out. But, Brother Joe and them could. We can't go where Samaritan Purse goes with all of their shoeboxes. But they're ready. They're waiting. We can go to Kentucky. And praise God, He's opened up a ministry there for us. And my question is, all of those things are, are coming about. All those things are being fulfilled. All, because of your faithfulness. And when God gives us another opportunity are we going to step through the door again? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we were to meet other needs, other places? Wouldn't it be wonderful for us to, to spend all of our money on those that needed help? Wouldn't it be wonderful for our church to be a part of all the ministries that we could? And I don't know all those ministries yet but God may want to use you to be the person the contact person or the beginning point 
of our getting involved in another ministry. Are you willing and obedient? Are you willing to allow God to use you to cause a difference in somebody else's life? Now, we've got all these other things in motion. All these things are taking place and, and praise the Lord that he's give, given us the opportunity. But let's not stop there. Let's make sure that if God opens up another door, that it doesn't matter what it costs. It doesn't have, matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter where it is. Let's make sure that we're available to be used by the Lord. Let me ask you this morning. First and foremost, are you God's? Are you a child of God? Because if you're not a child of God, then this message it really it, it doesn't it won't resound with you. But with the love of God, He will show you that this is a very, very important. That this life, this world is not all about you. It's about a greater purpose. And it's actually about Him. And our purpose for being put here is to serve Him. To worship Him. To accomplish His purpose here on earth. The furtherance of the gospel. Whether it's providing a coat, medical supplies, or a gift and a Bible study. Wherever it may be, God wants you to be involved in what He's doing. But you've got to be His first. Do you know Him? Have you trusted your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? I had the opportunity to, the blessing of preaching a funeral this last week. I got to ask those that were there, if something happened to you, and you died, would you be standing before the Lord or would He come to you and say, depart from me for I never knew you? The choice is yours. You can give your life to Christ and allow Him to use you or you can deny Him and He will deny you on that day that you stand before Him. Giving your life to the Lord is easy. All you have to do is say, Yes, Lord, here I am. I was created for the purpose of worshiping and serving you, and I want to do that for the rest of my life. I need salvation. I need saving. But I also commit my way to you completely. And Jesus will save you. Jesus desires that with all of his heart. That's why he came. That's why he came to redeem you, to buy you back from death, hell, and the grave. He gave himself for you. Are you willing to give yourself to him? Let me pray with you this morning. Lord Jesus, you are amazing and wonderful, long-suffering and gracious. We thank you for the opportunity to serve you. And we pray for your blessings on those. May you multiply the ministries that come from right here, the opportunities for us to worship and serve you, to be a part of the furtherance of the gospel 
here and elsewhere. But Father, first and foremost, right here in this place today, is there someone who needs to accept you as Savior and Lord? I know you want to save them. Would you move in their heart to come and receive the freedom that is in Christ Jesus from sin and everlasting life in your name, Lord Jesus? You have your way with us today. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand.